listening to the Marietta Seventh-day Adventist Church podcast. Today's message comes to us from pastor, international speaker, and published author, Dr. Wilma Zollebach. I'm going to tell you a story about myself, not to invite pity or even reproof. I'm telling this story to get us all on the same topic, as in, what does it mean to be installed? How does God install gifts into his church? And how does God install churches into God's world? So here's the story I want to tell you. You see, I like word perfect. Oh yes, I've learned to use MS Word because I had to do my big paper in that. And then I have to send MS Word some other places too. But I still like Word Perfect better. And I use it for most of my work. Contrary to the news that I've heard from some, Word Perfect is not defunct or obsolete. In fact, I received many upgrade notices from the company for many months before I did anything. This is not surprising, actually, because I still haven't upgraded to Windows 10. I'm quite happy with my Windows 7. I've been most hesitant to do any upgrades as long as I had my big paper yet to do. Now that's done. I think about the state of my computer systems. The thing that's strange is that back in February of 2018, in a moment of weakness, apparently, I gave in and bought the WordPerfect upgrade package. Yes, I spent money on it. And yes, I printed out the receipt And I have all the evidence sitting right there beside my computer, part of my clutter. It has yet to be installed. Sometime, several months ago, I started receiving new notices of the next edition of the upgrade, ready to be purchased. In this case, Purchase and installation uh, would mean that I give authority and durability to my WordPerfect application for a while yet to come. That is exactly what I believe God wants to bring about in your and my lives. God wants to give authority and durability to the people of God who are gifted to do the work of God. God wants to plug us in to God's mission. It's also what God wants to do with our church as a whole and other churches. God wants to give authority and durability to the churches that God has placed in this world. God wants to install our church, into God's mission. So today, let's study three steps 
by which Jesus installed Mary. We're going to go to this passage, and you're welcome to look it up. Jesus gave a special point to Mary that she was going to be included in the gospel story wherever it would be told. And I want to, us to understand the steps by which Jesus did that. We'll learn some things today about how God will install us and our church into God's mission in Marietta. Luke 10 is our first story. Luke 10, and it's the last few verses of the chapter. Now, as they went on their way, he entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. So she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken from her. And would you turn to John 12 also? We want to hear some more about Mary. John 12, and now we're at the very beginning of the chapter. John 12, starting with verse 1. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, the home of Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. There they gave a dinner for him. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those at the table with him. Mary took a pound of costly perfume made of pure nard, anointed Jesus' feet, and wiped them with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, the one who was about to betray him, said, Why was this perfume not sold for 300 denarii and the money given to the poor? He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. He kept the common purse and used to steal what was put in it. Jesus said, leave her alone. She bought it so that she might keep it for the day of my burial. You always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. That's John 12, verses 1 through 8. Well, first off, let us notice that it was Jesus who installed Mary. We could say that it was Jesus who called and installed all the disciples. It was Jesus who made that special effort to reinstall Peter to the respect of the others after his ignominious lies about not knowing Jesus. See, the work of installation belongs to Jesus and happens along his timetable, not our own. Of one thing I'm certain. Jesus won't leave you lying around uninstalled as I did with my word perfect. Second, let us notice that these are stories about Jesus' feet. About getting low enough to be near the level of someone else's feet. 
These are stories about coming to a position that holds no human honor. A position that clings to no other means of lifting myself up. A position that signifies my admission and acceptance of my own need. So let us hear the stories again. The first step to installing Mary came while Mary was focused on listening to Jesus. It was called sitting at his feet. It is what legitimate disciples do when following a rabbi. They would be the first seed of any crowd that would gather around Jesus, whether he was preaching or teaching or healing. Mary sat at his feet among the other disciples, taking in everything. There's one other person in the Gospel of Luke who is said to have been sitting at Jesus' feet. The man had been out of his mind, driven mad by inner demons. But Jesus set him free. And when the townspeople came out to see the news, when they, what they saw was a man in his right mind sitting at the feet of Jesus. Well, Mary was caught sitting at the feet of Jesus. Her attention was riveted. Her ears were tuned. Her eyes were only for Jesus. But her sister Martha was busy about many things. And when she saw her sister Mary there doing nothing but sitting at the feet of Jesus, she came unglued. Jesus, she cried, send Mary to the kitchen to help me. Funny, she didn't ask for Peter or John. That's when Jesus began installing Mary. He turned his loving face full on toward Martha. He spoke with a tone dripping with care and love, and he said, Martha, Martha, you are busy about many things, but I won't deprive Mary of what she has found. Jesus championed Mary. Jesus publicly commended Mary. Jesus refused to blame or shame her. When Mary sat at the feet of Jesus as a learner, then Jesus installed Mary into the chosen intensity of knowing him. You see, when you and I devote ourselves and crave learning at the feet of Jesus, then Jesus will be able to install us, too, into deeper worship, more joyful and life-changing worship. How do we as a church do this, then? Is not this the picture of the great commandment? Love the Lord your God with all of yourself. This is why we worship. This is why we attend Sabbath school and small group Bible study. We turn our focus completely on knowing and loving God. 
Jesus can install our church into deeper worship, into intensity of knowing and loving God, into sitting at the feet of Jesus. So the first step to installing Mary happened when she turned all her attention and focus on knowing and loving Jesus, when she got low enough to be sitting at Jesus' feet. The second step to installing Mary happened when she fell at the feet of Jesus. This was in a scripture we didn't read this morning, but you'll remember it. You see, her brother Lazarus was dead. Her sister Martha had already said her piece. These, then, are the only words we hear out of Mary's mouth in all of the Gospels. Lord, she said, if you had only been here, my brother would not have died. She didn't say it as softly as I said it. You see, the little family was devastated. Her community had been torn apart. The lively fellowship just shattered. Lazarus was dead. And like all the rest of us, her community had kept her thinking straight and given her life meaning. Now she was empty and deprived of all that. And so she fell at Jesus' feet. There are two other stories of falling at Jesus' feet in the Gospel of Luke. One was a ruler of the synagogue named Jairus who came begging to Jesus for help for his sick and dying daughter. He fell at Jesus' feet in petition. The other was one of the hated Samaritans who came to say thanks for the healing he had received. He fell at Jesus' feet in thanksgiving. There's not much more imaginable way to get low, to renounce any claim to self-sufficiency or any greatness, self-greatness, than to fall at Jesus' feet. And in the Greek, that word fall at Jesus' feet means worship. Well, Mary fell at his feet and cried out her soul-wrenching complaint mixed with faith. She said, he would not have died in your presence. Mary loved her brother. She was destitute without him. Jesus loved him too, so said the onlookers when they saw Jesus cry. But Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Jesus did the miracle that restored Mary's family. When Mary fell at his feet, Jesus reinstalled Mary into her community and into her fellowship. Jesus can install or reinstall you into your community, into your family, into your fellowship also when we fall down at his feet, admitting our fear, our weakness, our illness, our loneliness, and our sin. 
So how do we do this as a church? Isn't this the new commandment? The great prayer of our Lord that we love one another? This is why we do our summer Sabbaths and our Friday night hangouts. This is why there are prayer groups and mom's groups and men's adventures and women's ministries. Jesus can install our church into loving one another, into falling at the feet of Jesus together, into admitting our ongoing sins of unlove and discontent. So the first step to installing Mary happened when she turned all her attention toward knowing and loving Jesus. Sitting at the feet of Jesus in worship. The second step to installing Mary happened when she fell at his feet and he gave her back her community with the fellowship she was missing. The third step to installing Mary happened when she anointed the feet of Jesus. Her brother Lazarus was the guest of second honor next to Jesus at this feast. I guess her sister Martha was still busy about many things. We're not told Mary's thought processes leading up to what she did. She held a little package of the richest oil. We're not told where she got it. She slipped into the banquet room and unobtrusively began anointing Jesus' feet with the perfumed oil. Once she broke the package, she was no longer unnoticed. She probably still remembered Martha's real tone judgment for other things she had done. Now she hears clearly the logic from a male voice. She could have given this to the poor. There's another story in the Gospel of Luke about another woman who opened a package of perfume in a crowded room and heard immediate judgment from the onlookers. Many people try to merge these two stories, but today we will not. We won't have time to explore the marvelous parable Jesus told and the lessons he taught about sin and forgiveness and love that were in that other story. Today, we will hear Jesus telling Mary her motive. She did it to prepare him for burial. Again, we hear nothing from Mary. I wonder, did her habit of silent listening help her to grasp Jesus' future when the disciples were deaf and blind to it? Did she come there to make Jesus know she understood him and wanted to comfort him rather than correct him as the others did? I think that by this act, Mary poured 
nurturing refreshment into the soul of Jesus. I think she was reaching out to serve her Lord. Jesus did not stoop to condemn or shame her. He publicly gave her the deepest motive possible for her action. Have you ever done something and then you wondered why you'd done it? Jesus gave her that motive. He exonerated her of all charges right there in front of the crowd. Furthermore, Jesus installed Mary and Mary's story into the everlasting gospel to be preached everywhere. When Mary claimed no self-importance but entered into service, then Jesus installed her into greater service. Jesus can install us, too, into service appropriate for our strength when we get down and we recognize it's not our strength but that of Jesus. How do we as a church do this? Is it not the Great Commission that we should go beyond our sitting at his feet, beyond our falling at his feet together, into anointing his feet, serving his cause in the world. That's why we do Compassion Sabbaths and Live Well Marietta and the Mac Mile and God in Little Shoes and the Franklin Gateway events. Jesus can install our church into anointing his feet, into serving his cause humbly here in the city of Marietta. So, the first step into installing Mary happened when she turned all her attention on knowing and loving Jesus, sitting at Jesus' feet in worship. The second step to installing Mary happened when she fell at his feet and he gave her back her community and her fellowship. And the third step to installing Mary happened when she anointed the feet of Jesus and found herself part of the cause of God in the world forever. We opened today with thinking about how installing a computer upgrade gives that application authority and durability in our computer. It seems to me that Jesus installing Mary and her story gave her and her story those very things, authority and durability in the mission of Christ. We have many strengths in our church. For example, if we consider only Verla Becker's influence, her influence chain down through the years and continuing, 
It's a strong line of dedicated and visionary people for Christ. Then if we realize that this church is made of many such strains, we know that God can do much through Mac. The point is that Jesus has placed great strength here and he won't let either individuals or the church lie around uninstalled. Jesus can install his church into his mission in the world through the same steps by which he installed Mary into the gospel story. I pray this church will continue to receive Jesus' installation, receiving both authority and durability in Jesus' mission in the world. What we continually need in order to receive Jesus' installation is more. Sitting at the feet of Jesus in worship. More. Falling together at his feet in restored fellowship and community. And more, anointing the feet of Jesus in service. Wherever, whatever cause, God lays on our hearts. Will you pray with me, please? Lord Jesus, please Go about installing our church as you went about installing Mary. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you were inspired by today's message, and we would love to hear from you. If you would like to contact one of our pastors, find out more about what we believe, or for information about our service times in Marietta, Georgia, please visit www.mariettaadventist.org. If you were inspired by today's message, please share it with your friends. It is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are available.